Welcome to Sunday morning worship. We're very pleased this morning to welcome our own minister, the Reverend Karen, who's going to lead us this morning <laughs> with, with Denise and, and Kath. I just got a couple of notices. Um, in reverse order, there, someone has left some glasses, some spec savers, and they're at the back of the church on the, on the uh, table at the back there. So if they're yours, you've lost them, they're in the blue case, please go and collect them. A reminder that this afternoon there is some Kath's carol service here at 2 o'clock. Everyone is welcome if you want to come along. I'm sure they'll be looking for some donations to keep some some Kath's going. Uh, But you are welcome to come along. On Tuesday, Tuesday evening, Skylarks, who practice here on a regular basis, are having a sing-along. You are are all welcome to come. It might cost you a fiver to get in, but it is for for charity. And uh, I can't remember which charity charity it is this time, but they they do pass a lot of money on to charities. So get there for 7 o'clock, have a good sing, and enjoy yourselves. Can I now ask Karen to, uh, to lead us in our worship? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. <coughs> it's nice to be able to see over the top. I have to stand on a step. Our call to worship. Blessed be our God, <clears throat> who does wonderful things. Let us worship him together. Let us draw near with thankful hearts and acknowledge the glory of his name. Amen. Amen. Can I now invite uh, Sam, Corvus and Holly to come read our Advent liturgy for the second week of December. Company with all. 
you very much. You did that very well. We're now going to sing just the first two verses of Advent Candles Tell Their Story, number 165. understanding of your ways, an appreciation of your grace, and a desire to seek your face. Bear fruit in our lives, we pray. Amen. Amen. God, forgive us when we've not rooted ourselves in you, when we've not heeded your word in our lives, when we have not borne the fruit of your love. God, forgive us when we've slipped into apathy, when we've forgotten to welcome you, when we've neglected to welcome each other. God, forgive us when we've glorified hate instead of compassion, when we've let the world dictate our lifestyles, when we've abandoned ourselves to other things. God, forgive us For your arms are open wide, and yet we often choose not to run into them. May we shed all the rubbish and allow ourselves to be held once again in your embrace by the power of your Spirit and through the saving work of Jesus. Hear God's gracious words. Your sins are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Jesus, Lord of wisdom, power and might, Lord of understanding and wise counsel, you baptise with spirit and with fire. We praise you here today and thank you for the life-changing work of your spirit. Amen. Amen. And in this time of Advent, we remember that Emmanuel... God is with us. God stepped down into the darkness and brought us light. We sing, Light of the World, You Step Down into Darkness, number 175. (laughs) 
second Sunday of Advent, we think about John the Baptist. And John told people, change your hearts and lives because the kingdom of heaven is coming soon. He was telling them they've got to be ready. Well, today we're going to talk about what it means to get ready. Now, have we got any young people here at all? Oh, good. Good. That's brilliant. We're all young, aren't we? We're all young at heart. Okay. Now, I've got something that's going to help us out when we're going to be ready. And it's in this bag. I'm not going to give you a clue yet. You're going to have to show me you're ready. Are you ready? Yes. How can I tell? I can tell that you're sitting, ready, waiting, and watching, and listening. I haven't got enough for the lot of you, so. (laughs) Being ready means we need to be patient. We need to be watching and we need to be listening. And sometimes, do your parents ever say to you, just a minute, just a minute, and that long minute lasts for much longer than a minute. We really have to be patient and we have to be ready. And I know Ron is always ready, aren't you, Ron? (laughs) Well, just to make sure he's always ready. Because you never know what's going to happen. Okay, I can see you're all ready. Because you're looking, you're listening, you're watching, and you're waiting patiently thinking, is she ever going to get to the point? (laughs) Well, are you ready for Christmas? Put your hands up if you've got your Christmas tree up. Put your hands up if you've decorated the house. Put your hands up if you decorated outside the house. Put your hands up if you've written your Christmas cards or your round-robin newsletter. Oh, you put me to shame. I'm getting panicky now. Put your hands up if you've been practicing for a Christmas concert, a nativity play, or a carol service. Wow. Wow. There's another question, though, that we should be asking ourselves. I wonder if you can think what it is. Well done. Milky Way or Maltesers? (laughs) Catch. Are you ready for the Christ of Christmas? Are we waiting patiently? Are we watching? Are we listening? 
I could throw them all out if you were all ready. Many years ago, a man, John the Baptist, taught what it meant to be ready for Jesus. Are you ready to answer that question? What does it mean to be ready for Jesus? I've got chocolate, if that helps. (laughs) Wendy? Having an open heart to him. Having an open heart. Milky Way or Maltesers? Milky Way. Okay, it's there. Anything else? Jean? Right, remembering others around you that are in in a worse state. (coughs) Milky Way or Maltesers. (coughs) Bribery and corruption does want it, you know. (laughs) But chocolate tops it all. (coughs) Any other suggestions about being ready for Jesus? Having an open heart, thinking about others... I can see the ones who like chocolate. Carol? It's being cleansed from within. Being cleansed from within. Okay, having a clean heart. Have you read my script? No. Okay. Milky Way or Maltesers? Maltesers every time. <laughs> okay, John the Baptist was a different kind of man. He wore clothes made of camel hair. And he ate locusts. Do you know what locusts are? Tell me. An insect. We'd sort of say they're a bit like a giant grasshopper, really. Anybody watch I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here? Okay. I don't think I'd fancy eating any of those things. But John did, and he lived in the wilderness. He travelled a lot all across Judea, telling the same message repent. In other words, tell God you're sorry for the things that you've been doing wrong and get ready for the kingdom of God is coming. Are you ready for Jesus? Mm. Many people were ready for Jesus in John's time, so they came to John the Baptist. They confessed their sins. They told God they were sorry for the things they'd done wrong. And they were baptised by John in the Jordan River. And after John baptised the people, he told them, I baptise you with water for repentance, for saying sorry. But there's one who's coming, who's more powerful than I. And he will baptise you with the Holy Spirit. So, are you ready for Christmas? During this special season of the year, as we get ready for Christmas... You and I need to make sure that we're ready for the Christ of Christmas. We need to look in our hearts and ask God to make us clean, just like Wendy was saying, and Carol, so that we can walk with Jesus every day of our life. So let's ask him to do that now. Let's pray. Dear God, we want to be ready for the Christ of Christmas. Prepare our hearts for his coming In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Nicola, are you ready for Curious? (coughs) Maltesers or Milky Way? (laughs) Maltesers are easier to share. Okay, we're now going to take up the offering and after which the children will leave for Curious. (laughs)
Gracious God, you give us so many gifts. But in this time of Advent, we thank you for the gift of Jesus. We thank you for his love, for giving us the Holy Spirit, and for giving us new life. Accept these gifts and the ones paid directly into the bank as a token of our love for you and with them our lives to serve you and others. In your name we pray. Amen. We're now going to have our readings from the Old Testament and the New. Thank you. You may glorify the God and the Father 
John was called to serve God and serve Jesus by stepping back. We're called to serve God and called to serve each other. We're going to sing, Brother, Sister, Let Me Serve You, number 611. in Lincolnshire there was a, a paper shop in the village and it was kind of at the centre of life and at one time the paper shop was run by a couple called Jack and Pauline Hughes <coughs> Pauline was the most miserable person <laughs> you could ever hope to meet when she was in the paper shop you knew you weren't going to get a smile you weren't going to get a please, you weren't going to get a thank you. 
And I think people took it in turns to go into the paper shop and try to make Pauline Hughes smile. (laughs) She was a character. I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were saying, don't think there's as many characters about as there were. I'm not sure about that. But we have in our gospel story today an account about a character. John the Baptist, a character. What was he like? He wore strange clothes. He had a stranger diet. Who could forget last Advent when Mark Slaney led the service here and had us eating locusts and crickets? Thankfully, he didn't wear camel's hair clothes. (laughs) I wonder how John the Baptist would be received in Bamber Bridge today. On a Sunday afternoon, it might work, actually. Walking down Bamber Bridge in his camel's hair clothes, shouting words. He might fit in. I don't know. John the Baptist had a direct mission. Wouldn't that be nice in life? To know exactly what your mission was and to just go for it with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. He had a direct mission. His mission was to prepare the way, to speak the truth, to point out that there is an alternative way to live with Jesus Christ. It was interesting how he did it. Some of those words that Sally read for us We wouldn't want to hear them, would we? And people probably didn't want to hear them then either. I would say he was very direct, quite abrupt. He might rub me up the wrong way. We've got a whole week ahead of us, until Thursday at least, of people trying to convince us to vote a certain way. And they're doing it different ways, aren't they? Most of them are doing it by saying, oh, that one's no good. What they're saying is a load of rubbish. You need to listen to me, I will tell you the truth. (laughs) On Radio 5 Live this week, there was a guy been interviewed, and he was uh, working for the British Facts Society. And it was his job and his group or company to look at what was being said and what was factual. And he actually said that over 50% of the words that we've been hearing over the last few weeks are not factual. Interesting. John the Baptist was factual. He was to the point. He was direct. He had integrity. He was who he was. No disputing. Yeah? Now, I'm Denise Johnson... I'm competitive, especially when playing Scrabble. (laughs) I lack patience sometimes. I want to get things done, sometimes a little too quickly for my own good. I get very frustrated in long meetings that go nowhere. But I am who I am and I can't help that. And God can use all that And he can use all that you might see in you as a failing too and use it to his glory. Pope Francis said a couple of weeks ago 
speaking about good news. We tell people about it best when we look like we believe it. And we look like we believe it because we live it. Ooh, resonated with me, that one. We tell people about it best when we look like we believe it. And we look like we believe it because we live it. We become those who prepare the way. We become those people. We become the words of John the Baptist in our relationship with others, with our friends and families, by showing compassion, having a heart for others, being courageous in our loving and keeping the door open for hope. It's so good, and I mean that genuinely, so good to be here today, celebrating the work of people who do just that. All of you. All of you. Advertising companies use something called taglines. Okay? So if I were to say to you, Tesco use a tagline, every little helps. So it's in your head, isn't it? Coca-Cola, it's the... L'Oreal, because you're worth it. Ah, you see. So if we were to develop a tagline for Bamberbridge Methodist Church, what would it say? That's something for your Sunday afternoon. I came up with warm, welcoming, and a bit wacky. (laughs) Taglines drive a missional brand. They fire it up, they make it live. Yeah? And that's why advertising companies use them. They get inside your head with those words and you can't unforget them. When we become on fire with the reality of God's love for us, it becomes real. We become on fire for those in need. I read an interesting fact this week that there are now more food banks in Britain than there are McDonald's. Yeah? On fire for justice. You'll know that I used to work within the mental health service before I came into this job. And I saw quite a lot of injustice. Of people having to travel hundreds of miles just to acquire a bed where they could be kept safe. On fire with love. And it's catching, isn't it? People came from miles around to hear John the Baptist, to catch this flame that he had lit within them. As pastoral visitors and volunteers in this church, we have such an opportunity to share that love and hope around us. As I go out and do my work in recent days, I have put together two old ladies who hadn't seen each other for years because they couldn't each get out of the other's house. What a look between them. What an absolute moment. It lit me up to want to do more and we need to seek out those times and those moments. I have heard a confession of a dying man 
who wanted to just get it all off his chest and know that he was forgiven. I have heard people receive good news in hospital. These moments lift us and encourage us. Seek out those opportunities. They create the energy within you to want to do and to want to give more. Leave the negative stuff behind. This Advent and this Christmas, let your focus be love and lashings of it. Amen. We're going to sing together from Singing the Faith, number 615, Let Love Be Real.
come now to commissioning the pastoral visitors. Let's pray. Merciful God, you renew the strength of all who wait upon you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, that in serving others we may always be true to Christ, our Lord and our Redeemer, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Today we commission those who offer themselves for service as pastoral visitors in the Methodist Church. We are the body of Christ. Each of us is a member of it. There is one ministry of Christ. In this ministry we all share. There are different ways of serving God. It is the same Lord who we serve. It is the tradition of the Methodist Church that within our community we offer pastoral care to one another. In order that this ministry may be fulfilled, the church appoints pastoral visitors. It is their privilege and responsibility in the name of Christ and on behalf of the whole church to pray regularly for those in their care, to share in their joys and to give comfort and support in time of sorrow or need. In all these things they will seek for themselves and for those in their care a deepening experience of God's grace in Christ. Without God's help, no one can exercise this ministry. But the Holy Spirit has been given to us and is our helper and counsellor. I call now upon the following to come forward to be commissioned as pastoral visitors. Frieda Smith, Val Woodruff, Christine Billington, if you'd like to come forwards to the rail. <coughs> Hazel Sumner, Anne Forrest, Jean Ambler, Mary Ryan, Alan Towell, Nick Johnson, Denise Johnson, Ian Roberts, Eileen Roberts, Eve Porter, Leslie Ross, Wendy Yates, Rob Perry, Jean Jones, Sally Wilson, and John Wilson. <coughs> Linda Trafford as pastoral secretary, who's unwell today, and Marlene Yates as assistant secretary. Can you all see the screen? your responses. Sisters and brothers, do you believe that you are called by God through the church to the work of pastoral care? We do so believe. Relying on God's grace, will you endeavour to fulfil this ministry? With God's help, we will. Then let us pray. We thank you, gracious God, that you have sent Jesus Christ, your Son, to be our shepherd and saviour. Give to these your servants the power of the Holy Spirit for this work and ministry through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All who are able, please stand. Members of the body of Christ, 
Will you encourage these pastoral visitors in their ministry and support them with your prayers? Thank you, one and all. everybody receive them that's here thank you you can return to your seats please sit down However, it's not just the pastoral visitors that are valued in this church, but all volunteers. I know there are so many people working behind the scenes within and outside the church who serve everyone in our church and help in the community. I'll give you a few examples, and if you want to stand up, if you feel you give of your time and energy and abilities in that area of work, not just in church, but in your family and in life in the wider community. And you may feel you need to stand up more than once, but if you stand up the first time, please remain standing. Anything to do with the practical aspects of church life, like gardening, property, cleaning, sound, and audiovisual, don't see anybody standing yet. Church rotors, caring, pastoral visitors, showing support to others. If you're on any of the church committees and admin, church council, circuit meetings, church committees, doing notices, fundraising, attending events, evangelism and outreach, coffee mornings, hospitality, social groups, Toddlers, that's the groups, not you lot. <laughs> Supporting the school, working with children and young people, school governors, teachers, TAs, volunteers, anything to do with worship, and that includes all of you sitting here. Preacher, oh, that's us, we're standing. <laughs> worship leaders, musicians, prayers, doing the readings, helping with dramas, helping at messy church. Singing as part of worship. Are we all singing? <laughs> Learning anything to do with home and house groups. Teaching, 
Nurturing young people. It could be your grandchildren. If you visit or show concern to anybody that's older yourself or maybe even younger than yourself but perhaps a bit vulnerable. Anybody who listens to somebody else's concerns or you have concerns for the things that are happening in the world or anything else that I've missed. Working for charities, other organisations to help in the community and offer services. Maybe you offer transport to people. Maybe you support events, helping with an extra pair of hands or even feet. If you watch over one another in love. For those who pray for others, perhaps their families and friends, those known to us, interceding for those around the world. Loving God, we thank you for all those who give of their time, energy and gifts to work for your kingdom, to serve others and to serve the church and community. Bless them in this work and may all of us be reminded that what we do is not for any reward for ourselves, but to be your disciples, serving others with our lives. Amen. Please be seated. And we're going to pray this personal prayer together. Let us pray. Lord, as the Spirit rested on Jesus, filling him with wisdom and understanding, may the Spirit also rest on me, calling me, teaching and guiding me, reminding me of Jesus and all that he has done. May your Spirit give me what I need for every day and every task, big or small, extravagant or mundane, to serve you and others. Holy Spirit, fill my life today and grow good fruit in me. Amen. And now Denise is going to lead us in our prayers of intercession. Let us pray together. When the world was dark and the city was quiet, you came, Lord. You crept in beside us, and no one knew, only the few who dared to believe that God might do something different. Will you do the same this Advent, Lord? Will you come into the darkness of today's world? Not the friendly darkness when sleep rescues us from tiredness, but the fearful darkness in which people have stopped believing that war will end, or food will come, or that a government will change, or that the church cares. Will you come into that darkness and do something different, Lord, to save your people from despair? <coughs> Will you come into the quietness of this place, not the friendly quietness as when lovers hold hands, but the fearful silence where the phone has not rung, the letter has not come, the friendly voice no longer speaks, or the doctor's voice says it all. Lord, we pray for those in our community 
those on our prayer list today. For Alan Toll, for Joyce Eland, and Fiona Shoal's mother. In the quietness we lift before the Lord, those who we feel are in an uncomfortable, dark, quiet place. Lord, we pray that they would no longer feel alone. That they would know your comfort and hope and love. Lord, will you come into our lives if we open them to you and do something different. When the world was dark and the city was quiet, you came. You crept in beside us. Do the same this Advent, Lord. Amen. Amen. We say together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. together number 712 712 put peace into each other's hands <laughs> Thank you. 
Holy God, while we prepare to share at Christmas, let us remember what Jesus shared the night he was betrayed. He took some bread, gave thanks and broke it. Then he shared it with his disciples and told them this, take this and eat it. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after they had eaten, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks, and said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this whenever you drink it, in remembrance of me. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come in glory. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the King of kings and Lord of lords. We can be like the guiding star, showing others the way to Jesus. And so, with all the angels and archangels and all the heavenly choir, we join in the unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Loving God, we remember this Christmas why we are celebrating. The birth of Jesus brings the promise of eternal life and all that Christ has done and will do for all who come to know him. All are welcome. Send your Holy Spirit that these gifts of bread and wine may be for us the body and blood of Christ. As Jesus was sent to us at Christmas, we give ourselves to you to live in your love, like the presents and the food we hope to share and enjoy, like the tree and the tinsel that sparkle, we too can be to others a vision of Christmas. In the many gifts that we each have, let us become a gift united by the Holy Spirit, the one body of Christ. Amen. Christ is the light of the world. Jesus is born, a light among us. The Saviour of the world. All is ready. Draw near with faith. Given for you. Beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you. 
beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you. Beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you. Beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you. Beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you. Beloved of God, the body of Christ given for you.
Let us pray together. God of all creation, we give you our thanks and praise. Thank you for all the good things, for all that we receive this Christmas, and for all that we can give. We give thanks for the baby Jesus, born of Mary, shared by all who came. We who come to this table, sharing his body and drink from his cup, ask that we may help to bring peace and happiness to our brothers and sisters in need this Christmas time. We live from this day on in a new strength to praise your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 185, Sing We the King Who is Coming to Reign.
out full of joy and peace in believing, abounding in hope by the power of your spirit. Amen. Amen. We bless one another with the words of the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore.